Yo, 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 what up, everybody? So, how's it going? Today is uh, Monday. I think it's uh, February 15th, day after Valentine's Day. It's about 5.15 in the p.m. in the afternoon on a Monday. Sun's still out, still shining. And it's uh, it's been a good day for me so far. Had a, started up a new job where I'm working at. Well, not, not a new job, a new project. And uh, I got a lot done today. We kicked ass today at work, um, which is, you know, good because I think I'm I'm gonna hustle this job and another one this week. Oh fuck! The yawns always get me when I first start these fucking things. So I got want to talk about a couple things here. Uh, I'm going to probably do this episode in two parts because I'm like, I got two episodes left of The Expanse. So I'm going to try to finish that up either tonight or tomorrow night. See how it goes because I plan on working out tonight. But let's start. I'm going to start talking about this this movie. I, I, I got Hulu. I got the Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus package. So, and I already had Crunchyroll. I have access to Crunchyroll, the premium Crunchyroll. A friend let me borrow it, and then I have Netflix, which I pay for as well, and I have Amazon Prime. So I got my bases covered now on like streaming entertainment. Seeing as I'm not going to the movies, which streaming is actually cheaper for me than the movies because the movies I was seeing like about one movie in IMAX per month, which runs you about twenty some odd dollars here. In where I'm at, plus popcorn, plus drinks, plus if I take a date, or whoever the fuck else I was taking, my nephew, uh, so I was, I was like about 50 bucks a month, just just in one movie, one time, and I know last year, King of the Monsters, um, and then I seen Endgame like twice in IMAX, but I seen King of the Monsters like three times, the movies all together. I did my part once, twice in IMAX and then once in regular vision before I dipped out. And I actually wanted to see it four times because I really like King of the Monsters, but that's besides, I'm not trying to talk about. So I just went ahead and bit the bullet. I, I got the Disney Plus, it's like $12.99 a month, but it comes with the three, the Hulu, Disney Plus, and um, ESPN Plus. Anyways. So I was on Hulu, and I was like, what the fuck is good on Hulu? Like, I started watching Rick and Morty Season 4. I watched one episode. And I was like, okay, well, I'll watch the rest of the season as I get around to it. But I was flipping through. I was like, I want to see what's on. I know The Handmaid's still on there. And I came across The Tax Collector. And that's what I really wanted to talk about, because... This movie was high on my radar, but it was one of these fucking movies that hit, was going to come out when the pandemic hit, and you had a fucking, you couldn't watch it in the theaters. And I wanted to watch it in the theaters just because, you know, just wanted to see it. I, I don't know, the, the trailer for, that they had for it, the guy who put that together, that, that, that guy was fucking good. Um, the, the trailer for overall for the tax collector, but it's one, it was really good, but this is one of those movies It's in the vein of kind of like a training day. It's in the vein of um, uh, 
they come up with those movies every so often, man. Like, it's not a cop movie, but it's like a gangster movie, but, you know, like Four Brothers. It's in the same similar type of genre. Uh, like a, a Mexican gangster movie. Uh, I don't know. It's just an L.A. crime movie. It's a one-off. But let me say, yeah, it's a one-off movie. I mean, I don't think there would ever be a part two. Uh, but the tax guy, I had like I, you know, it's got Shia LaBeouf, and I, you know, he hasn't been coming out in too many movies as of late. But I seen him on it, and it was like just like it just totally blew me away because it's a totally different role for him. But I don't, I don't even know if that's true. I, I don't know. I haven't followed any of his latest movies. I mean, I know he did Transformers a while ago, and then I know he did Indiana Jones. And there was obviously holes way in the back, way even before Transformers. And then uh, I think he's done another couple of movies that I didn't really watch or just don't really know that he was in or, you know. And then there was this one. Like, the tax collector. And I was like, okay, like, he's supposed to be some ultra hardcore badass gangster dude and cholo. And he's fucking, and I was, you know, I was like, okay, well, let me see how this shakes out when I w- watch the movie. But the movie altogether, they looked interesting. Like, they were, I didn't know what the what beef was in the trailer. It's it's kind of Shia LaBeouf's trailer, and I think they did that because he's a big name. They got the eyeballs onto it. If you're into that kind of shit, if you're into that kind of movie, like a Training Day movie, this is a perfect. I mean, this is a good movie in that aspect. Um, I can't think of the one where it's uh, it's the dude, the funny dude from Mad Man, which actually, oh, I'm not funny, but it's the Mexican dude from Mad Man, and it's um, is it Jake Gyllenhaal? I think it might be Jake Gyllenhaal. They're, they're two cops, and they run and do tango up with the fucking Mexican mafia in L.A. That movie is similar to this, the tax player. It's a similar movie. They're basically the same setup, but it's just different. It's a different... It's just a different movie. Um, but it's the same movie. I can't think of that movie off the top of my head. Uh, but anyways... So I seen it, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm mildly interested. I would have seen it in theaters, probably, because, you know, why not? It caught my attention immediately. But it happened in the pandemic, so I wasn't able to stream it. Uh, I didn't know where to stream it. But now i seen it on Hulu. So, let me, so I was like, oh, let me watch this movie. I watched it last night. I was like, I have been meaning to watch this movie. I wanted to watch it. So... I'm watching it, and immediately, like, the guy, it's not, what I thought was a Shia LaBeouf, it's really the other, I think his name is David, I don't know what the fuck his name is, but he isn't, he's a part of, like, a big family, his family is, like, it's his wife, the two kids, The wife's sister, the mom, uh, his his sister, like, and I think a, a prima or two, or they're just at the house, like, they're there at his house, like, yeah, he owns a big-ass house, but they're just there, like, fucking, 
all eating breakfast and like they're making what looks like chili rellenos or, or some sort of salsa they're going to make. Uh, they're having breakfast and they're eating eggs and he's like, he's deep in the family business and, and like you know the family stuff right there. The family, the dad, the he's the dad of the family. He's doing all that stuff and then he's like, oh, I'm running around, I'm running. And immediately it cuts to him getting into the car with uh, Shia the Bow, who goes by the name of Creeper. Uh, that's his. That's his. His gangster name is Creeper, which I. I don't know. I. I thought that was funny because. I'm thinking of the Creepers in Minecraft, and I couldn't get that. I could honestly. I couldn't get it out of my head. Maybe maybe Cholos from now need to take it if they're ever going to be called a Creeper. Uh, but also it's also the Creepers, you know, in the shoes. I couldn't get, I, but I was thinking Creeper like in Minecraft. I couldn't get it out of my head. But if you know about the Creepers in Minecraft, you know the noises they make. Like, and he, and Shia, and I couldn't just, Shia LeBeau is chiseled in the movie. And his glasses are square. And I just couldn't get the image out of my head. I, could, I really couldn't. But that, that has nothing, that has no bearing on the movie. It's not like I thought it was. But his name is Creeper. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I was like, all right, Creeper. Like, that's his name. Shia, I can't think of the main, the other main dude's name. I, I almost, I, I don't know what's his nickname. But he gets in the car with Shia LeBeau, Creeper. And they start talking about, they got a busy day. Like, the whole movie, the tax collector seemingly takes place in, like, in the span of, like, what I thought was, like, maybe maybe a week. Like, time frame-wise. This isn't a movie where, like, a couple years pass randomly in the movie, and so there's a lot to speculation. The movie is kind of fast-paced. Like, it, their first day is, like, is hectic as fuck. But anyways, so they start off, and the very first thing they do is they run up to... Well, actually, no, he, he doesn't meet up with Creeper in the car right away. He drives to what looks like a tire shop, but that's just the front for deliveries and, and things of the nature. And for, uh, I guess that's like their base of operations is a tire shop. And I'm not even sure, it might be a mechanic shop. But the dude walks in, he sees his cousin right there, drunk, some of the, some little hoochies in there, drunk as fuck, they kick him out, and he's like, yo, you gotta get your shit together, this is supposed to be an actual business, and he's like, well, fuck, I'm like, fuck you, la da la da la da and, you know, so on and so forth, and then Creeper shows up, and then he picks him up, and he pretty much tells him, hey, like, we gotta go, we got all these things to do, so they drive up, to fucking some random ass girl she's selling chocolate so he gives her this chocolate or she gives him this chocolate and um he's that's where they get these little the notes uh that's how he's passing it through jail and through all these other places that's how they're getting the orders from what they're gonna do and so basically their job is to run around and shake down all the illegal narcotic trade and all that, all of their fucking things like 
could be whether they're dealing, dabbling in hookers, whether they're dabbling in drugs, whether they're running guns, whether they're uh, a gang um, scam, whatever the fucking scam they're doing. Uh, Creeper and the main dude, I, I fucking don't know his name. Maybe I should Google it, but I, I put my shit on uh, Do Not Disturb. Because uh, the phone calls fucking suck on this app because they, they fucking stop the recording. I don't know why it does that. But anyways, uh, so the the story goes that Creeper and the main dude are, they're like the, not the middlemen, but they're basically the top of the food chain. Uh, There is another level higher than them and in, in prison, this guy goes by the name of Wizard. He runs what I would assume is like the Los Angeles cartel, and he's top. He's top dog. Now I'm I'm almost assuming that Wizard is just the middleman, the only middleman between uh, the actual Mexican mafia cartel and the low-level gangs here in like what would be LA because I think this is all based in LA so Wizard is like the only ones that the Mafia will deal with like the actual cartel ringleaders they're the only ones they're dealing with is Wizard Wizard's in charge of all the drugs but he's because he's got that established and because he can cut off drug trades or kill people they're basically untouchable Wizard uh, Creeper and this other dude anyways uh, so they run around and they collect the taxes. That's what they, they call it. They're, they collect the taxes from every gang. And they have, they know how much they've sold, what they're selling, the guns, are, whatever it is that they're doing. At the end of the week, they owe the taxes, which is, all right, maybe every month, but I think it's every week. Okay, they sold $100,000 of Coke or whatever that they do. They owe, I don't know, twenty or or thirty thousand dollars in tax money, and that's these that's these two dudes' jobs is basically. But the the main dude, and I think his name is David. I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm not gonna bother to look it up. Um, he's his dad is wizard, and he's like he's on the outside of prison running the show. Um. But anyways, so they they make they they first they introduce a random street level dude, and he comes in and he's all scared, and that's what kind of the, the trailer they got from. He comes in, and he's a, you know, and creepers like you know who I am. He's like yeah. He's like, what have you heard? I'm like that you're the devil. He's like I might be. And, and, and you know what? The entire time, Shia is, uh, he kind of fits the role really well. I, I actually thought that at no given time, I, he didn't break character because at no given time was it like, was he overtly corny or like goofy like he was in Transformers? Like the role fit him really well. He was pretty, a pretty believable, uh, suited up Cholo. Like, hitman like 
pretty good. Uh, but so anyway, they tell this dude like, it doesn't matter what you think you know, what you think you do when the when the tax comes, you got to pay it. Like, there's no excuses. If you don't have the money, sell your house. If you don't have the money, sell your wife's pussy. If you don't have the money, sell your mother's pussy. Uh, fucking sell your car, sell a gun. You don't give a fuck. You're gonna get the money. Um, he's like, they know everything that you're doing. Uh, every dime they got people all over the place. If you don't want to get green lit, you're gonna fucking pay. And so this dude fucking ends up jamming out. And he's like, "Don't, don't ever come here again. We'll go to you." And Creeper tells the main dude, he's like, "Hey, how many times are you giving that speech?" And like, "Fuck, I don't know, a hundred times." And then he's like, "I don't know." They get that conversation, so you you can tell they've been at it for a while. Um, and then they start running around collecting collecting the taxes from certain areas. And everywhere they go is like fucking this group of cholos, that group of... And, and everybody's owing like 20000 30000 60000 50000 uh, They run up everywhere and, you know, they get a, they get a text. Uh, or a call They said hey They're fucking up this fool Like he's Some blood Like some black guy Um So they jam over there And They end up saving The black guy's life And they take him back To the bloods And he tells him Look Uh We already We already stomped that fool out Like he got He got his ass beat Just for beating this guy's ass Um You know We don't want no beef brought him back we cleaned him up here take him all right man he's like no funny business we're just here for business to squash all this shit oh, okay so they squashed it and that becomes a big big deal but way later in the movie um they get a call late night that some dude i think his name is venom i don't know what they did he owes 200 grand in taxes. And so they're like... And so Creeper's like, yo, let's go over there. Um, let's go get all this fucking guy's money. He's like, I already fucked every bitch in his hood. Might as well take his money. <laughs> so there they go. And that's where they meet the villain of the movie. But he comes in kind of late. I thought the villain of the movie... Uh, showed up a little bit late Like he should have been more I think they should have Gave him a little bit more time But this guy named Conejo And he's like Some big Mob dude from Mexico Like if not the car- Part of the cartel Himself um, He tells Creeper And the other dude Like hey This money's mine You tell fucking Wizard That he's in the past And that If you don't like it You know I know, I know where your wife's at. I know where your two kids are. And Creeper and the dude are like, just like, fuck, we're fucking, we should fucking smoke him. They're like, no, we got to go talk to the peoples. Uh, they end up going to talk to George Lopez about it. And George Lopez is, I think, his wizard's brother. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, that I, Although I think it is. And, 
you know, so he's like, no, I got to get the okay from, from Wizard. You got 24 hours, you need to calm down. Uh, and then, anyways, so some, a bunch of shit, a bunch of other shit happens. I think a, a little key thing I left out somewhere in there is uh, the main dude in Creeper went to go kill somebody, but they didn't because the guy's kid had leukemia, so he couldn't pay all the taxes. It was 20 grand. So they they, talk, they they have this conversation Creeper and the main dude It's like hey man like you're You know Why do you do that you you want to be the good guy And all we do is some bad shit And he's like well Because You know at the end of the day You know we're going to see guys like, You know look at the shit we're doing You think God is going to You know forgive you or whatever He's like like you just they kind of like they just kind of blow it off but that kind of thing comes back later um at the very end of the movie anyways this this dude conejo's like got the drop on fucking that whole family the quinceanera that the the creeper and all them attend uh the wife and everything they're there and Conejo's girl shows up, tells fucking them, hey, why don't you, why aren't you answering your fucking phone? Like, and he's like, why don't I just fucking, you know, fucking kill you right here in front of everybody? And he's like, well, why don't I just fucking firebomb all these people? And like, Conejo wants to see you. He's got your uncle. You need to come right now. So, Creeper and the dude go and. The guy tells him, look, man, like, you're already, you should have been a made man. Wizard didn't make you made man, but with me, you will be a made man. And he, he gives him the rundown. He's like, look, I know you don't really talk to Wizard and, and this and that, but you work for me. You're going to be a made man. You won't have to worry about shit again. Uh, but I took that as. That conversation, because he killed the Theo, the George Lopez. That was his ending. He went over to go try to settle the shit with him, and they killed him. Um, the working for him part, and and they wouldn't touch the family and all that. The only reason you bring that up is because you don't have. You see, I've watched plenty of mob movies, and I and I now that I, I get conversations like that, because they're banking on the fact that 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 dude Conejo was banking on the fact that he probably could sway over that dude. He didn't have complete control of of the top in the top rankings, nor did he have complete control on the street level. Uh, and that's a similar case. This is why uh, the conversation they have. This is why companies often buy out other companies. They do the same same fucking thing. Uh, and I and it, down on the personal level, this is like saying for like, hey, um, you're talking to your wife. Like, look, live with me, and we'll save the money on the rent. We'll. You know, move in. I'll get you your phone. You don't gotta worry about that. We'll build you, build it up. That's the it's exact same move. That's why he was telling the dude, hey, 
um, you know, just work with me. It'll, you know, but he didn't have complete control of the situation yet. And I knew that that guy was going to say no because there was that up to that point, there hadn't really been any killing, there hadn't really been any friction between anything. And I was like, okay, well, is he going to break loyalty with his daddy? We didn't know this yet, but he ends up telling, he ends up just walking out of there and basically that was a signal like no he wasn't going to join him but that was going to be have to be an all out war for the territory but at the, but at which point I kind of figured I was like okay well it was going to be an even battle because basically he didn't like he couldn't just if he, if he, he if he would have he didn't have to if he would have had complete if that guy Conejo had all the control that he wanted he would have he wouldn't have even had that conversation with with the main dude of the movie. With David. I think it's David. I don't, fucking, I don't want to call him David. It's not David. Because he could have just fucking pop-locked and dropped his ass even before they had any sort of a meeting. But the fact that he didn't have complete control over anything just meant, just meant for me that uh, he just didn't have control of, of anything. It was easier for that guy to say no at that point. Because it hadn't cost him anything yet. Not his, you know, none of his, his hand there, nor nor did the the fight lag go, drag on and, you know, people were in jail and shit. And also the connects, the street level, so. But then the story moves on. Uh, Creeper and all them are preparing for battle. And that guy rolls up on their, like, in their preparing for battle area like they're at the back at the tire shop talking about what they're going to do and they're saying well there's nowhere that they can really hide so they're going to try to fight it and basically they roll up they got the drop on they roll up to their tire shop and they shoot down a number of the main dudes dudes and then they take creeper hostage uh at which point they flash forward you know like an hour later and they beat the shit out of Creeper and and basically they and they kill him right then and there. Like I kinda felt that Shia only lasted uh, a little bit more than halfway of the movie. Maybe not quite two thirds. But they, they kill but the movie's not long, so he was in it about a good hour. Like the last half hour he wasn't in it. They kill him right there. They tell him like look, you know, you should have said yeah, like wouldn't have this wouldn't have happened. Uh, but they kill the fuck out of him, and then and Conejo's girl is like kind of the one that does it. So the main dude hide, he ends up t- getting his kids and getting his wife and hiding, and he goes back home to his pad, like his OG pad, and he digs up what he says is like a million and a half of money. But that I felt that that had no bearing on anything. I don't know why they they did that. It's kind of a mistake on part of the part of the behalf of the director. Like that that whole little sequence was like kind of pointless. I, I think the money was supposed to be so the wife could fucking disappear. But they the he knew. But he even talked about there was no word for them to hide. So I I didn't get that uh, at all. 
Or I don't know, maybe he was thinking he was going to buy up a bunch of guns and buy some more. I don't, I don't know what the train of thought was. That that didn't need to be there. Because even at the end, I was like, well, what happened to money? Or, like, it didn't, nothing happened. I don't know. So it didn't really have anything to do with anything. But he goes back to the hotel where he was hiding the wife and kids. And there's nobody there. And then he just sees his wife uh, with her throat slit on the floor. And then... And then he gets a call from Conejo saying, like, if you want these kids, you're going to, you know, you got two hours to to meet up right here. Or I, I don't know. He told him, give them two hours to do something. Or he's like, well, I'm going to put these kids in acid. And he's like, oh, I don't know if he told them two hours to get out of town or what the fuck he told them. So at that point, the homie gets, he gets kind of, uh, he, get, he like loses it. So... He's short on people, so he turns to the only place I, what I felt was... And I was thinking that, too. I was like, well, because they, they had murked all his people at the tire shop. I was like, well, he's got to go ask the Bloods for help or any or any anybody for help. So he does. He goes and asks the Bloods for help. Um, but he should have took the cash there. I kind of felt that he should have dropped a million on them right there. Like, look, I need 10 people or whatever. You guys split the money and do what you got to do. This money's free and clear I need 10 people to roll with me to take this motherfucker out but he does he does basically he asked them for help so the bloods they send in I think they take like five or six people uh to go you know shake the trees so to speak and uh they roll up to a to a house no where did they roll up to I don't know where the fuck they roll up to yeah they roll up to a house and they just walk in there Though they have a, they, I think they have a hooker. Like, uh, they, she knocks on the door, and then like they open it, they move her out the way, and they just fucking dump on these fools. Uh, they leave one alive, and then <laughs> they take him, and they have this fool. They're like, "Where's Conejo?" And he's like, "Fuck, fuck you," and, you know. So they fucking open the side of the van door while the van's driving, and they put this fool's head on the asphalt and like scrapes away half his face. That shit, and then the. The little bit of detail that went into the the makeup on that shit, it looked clean, man. I was like, fuck, that dude's fucked up. Anyways, they end up finding out where Conejo's at or his house is at, where his kids are. They fucking pop that fool in the hand and they just chuck him out the, the van. <laughs> and then the, the main black dude is like, yo, let's go get your kids. So they go get the kids, but they find the kids by themselves. There's like literally nobody guarding it except for the grandma. Which I, I don't think I don't think Conejo saw that coming, which is another reason why that he was trying to sway that dude over because he didn't he never had complete control of the of the area. Uh, I think he was at liberty to do go to war, and they said that he was able to go to war because he was connected to some big cartel bosses. Uh, but he never had control over it. That's why he was trying to make he tried to just punk this fool and offered him. A seat at the table made it a made man, but you know he didn't accept. You know, so the kids are guarded by Conejo's mom, the grandma, and she she ends up giving the drop on Conejo, and they go. It, they only take the main black dude and and the main dude. They roll over to Conejo's uh, house and they killed like a couple of the. Bodyguards he's got outside and a random girl gets fucking shanked to death. 
Uh, I don't, I'm not sure who she was. I don't think she was his main chick. Um, but then, yeah, he ends up getting into the house and they fuck, he fucking shoots Conejo's chick, which is the one that killed Creeper. And he shoots the fuck out of her in, like, in, the, in their little apartment. And then Conejo and the main dude scrap it out. And, and eventually, the main dude wins. At which point, uh, he settles up with the crib or the with the bloods, and he he basically calls Wizard and tells him like, you know what's up, and he says, well now there was two, now there's only one. You're the main boss now on the outside. Like, there's no more interference between me and this and that and and all this shit. And you're you're the boss now. Like, he makes him right then and there. Like, so basically now he's untouchable. He's going to be dealing directly with, I guess, with the Mexican cartels. And uh, the movie, that's where the movie ends. Now, over, like I said, the movie is kind of fast-paced. Uh, it's about an hour and a half long, maybe an hour and 40 minutes. But overall, it's a good movie. And I, and I, fe- I felt the whole time that Shia LaBeouf's part was really good. Uh, it, better than good. I, I actually thought he was a pretty convincing cholo dude. Um, and the overall, the movie I thought was really well. I mean, it was, it's not corny. Uh, they have some of the same, I want to say tired audience that they've had in these fucking movies. These, they have that dude who plays Hector in every fucking, he plays the same exact goddamn role in every movie. Uh, he plays some Mexican gangster, but his, his name is Hector. And I know you guys have seen that meme. Uh, that guy's in it for like a split second. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's your basic movie, your trading day kind of movie. But that, there won't be a part two. But I really thought, I really thought who shined the most, obviously, was Shia LaBeouf. Uh, a really convincing uh, Cholo. And I think, I, I wouldn't mind if he uh, were to take that kind of more kind of roles like that, a little bit more serious. I wouldn't mind it if he could do it as well as he did this one. Um, which I thought was really good. Like, he, it, it's so far removed from Transformers and what you would think of Shia LaBeouf like that. He's got facial hair. Uh, you know, he was cussing. You know, it was a fresh take on Shia LaBeouf. And I, and I don't want to be all up on his nuts. Or anything, but he kind of made the movie. I mean, because if you put any other random ass, I don't think the movie would have been that good. But it was really good. Uh, they killed him off, which I thought was I, which I kind of didn't see coming. Um, I thought he was gonna make it. I thought they were gonna make it, but the guy only the the guy only ends up making it out with his two kids and himself. Basically, his most of his peoples died. Uh. But whatever, you know, now he's a made man. He can build that back up. Can't get back to the lost family, but probably nobody would have fuck with him for 20, 30 years. So, um, but yeah, overall, the tax collector was pretty good. I mean, if you like, like I said, if you like those kind of movies, I, I, I really liked, I really thought it was a, actually a really fresh take on like a Mexican gangster movie. Cause it's not, you didn't get the, the, the old 
cholo look with the high socks and you know there there is a little bit of the old cholo uh vibe in it but it's not heavily like that it's not your what you think the cholos are now um or what you what you have in mind the cholos and especially the the ladies uh i thought they did a really good job of accurately portraying what it would be like if this situation were to go down right now because uh, there's a little bit of paisanness to it as well. I mean, I'm not going to kid you there. I also kind of feel like... Um, you know, the, and I think the guy Venom, I think he's... But yeah, I think um, you know overall the movie was done really well. I, I kind of, I kind of feel like it was a good, it was a good movie. I mean, if you like that kind of movie, I think I give it two thumbs up. You should watch it. Um, I'm trying to wrap up this part of the podcast right now, but let let, let me just my final thoughts on tax tax credit. If you have Hulu, it's worth the watch. I wouldn't know if I'd buy the DVD of it or anything or. But if you have Hulu, I definitely give it a watch. So if you, you know, I probably give it like a seven or eight out of a ten. If you like those kind of movies, I like Training Day. Training Day myself. I also like, you know, those other movies I mentioned, um, Need for Speed and shit like that. I, I kind of like those movies. Now, it's not something you want to watch all the time, but it's something you do watch. Uh, but overall, the Tax Collector was really good. I, I kind of felt like this is a pretty good. And like I said, if Shia LaBeouf is going to do a little bit more serious work like that then i I wouldn't mind it i'm like okay you know i can i dig it uh but overall it's pretty good um yeah now as far as where i'm gonna dip like i said i want to talk about the expanse season five uh as well as i want to talk about just my thoughts in general about continuing podcasting and stuff so let me get in here and watch these couple episodes left i got of the expanse and uh and then i'll get this up hopefully tomorrow the next day all right guys bear with me here i'm out for a quick i'll be out but i'll be right back these these pauses in between episodes are just pauses so hang hang tight okay so i'm back so today is tuesday 6 30 in the morning i'm off i'm off to work here so let's get this episode in as we finish off this episode, or at least attempt to finish it off, um, we'll see if I have enough time. But the Expanse. This I'm going to talk about the Expanse season five. Uh, and I went ahead and googled if there's going to be a season six, when it's coming out, and all that. So the Expanse season five. I mean, shit, man, it was good. Uh, basically, all of the crew gets separated. Uh, Naomi, Alex, James, uh, Draper, 
know, Amos, they're all over the place. And then they get brought together now. As I stated, in the beginning of the, uh, the, beginning of the or middle, about episode five, Marco Inaros, uh, and to me, that's where the story really picks up. Uh, not that it wasn't good the first couple episodes, but I kind of felt like it was like they separated the team and they just showed reasons why they were leaving. And to me, that didn't really have much bearing on what the show is like. The story wasn't going forward. It was just like circling around. Uh, good stuff, though. But it really all came to fruition when Marco's Chuck the asteroids at Earth and he hit the Earth. And he, he, uh, he hit it three times. He, the asteroid, they couldn't stop it uh, in time anyways. And they didn't know what was going on until it was too late. In which, you know, when Amos, Amos is down there and he was in deep under the earth. In a, in a prison with uh, Mao or uh, Julie Ma or whatever her name is, Julie Mao. He uh, he survived the asteroid because he was down deep, but the entire top of it looked like Earth for the most part was wrecked. Um, the casualties just on the three impacts were into the millions, if not billions, of lives lost, and the Earth at the earth as itself was rocked to the core. I mean, people, I mean, they, they were scrambling like the entire cabinet of power, which would be like the president, his cabinet members, you know. But they, they, they call it the secretary general of the United Nations, which is basically, I think it supersedes the president of the United States. And as a matter of fact, in the future, in the setting in the expanse, there is no United States because it's it's all Earth as a whole instead of like different nations. Um, because you have Earth, you have Luna, you have certain stations in space, and then you have the belt. You have like four or five different places up up in this in outer space that are acting as its own countries of people. Like, I don't know how far into the future the expanse is set, but I gotta think it's a couple hundred years from now. Uh, but either way, Marcos is able to accomplish his goal, which is chuck an asteroid at the Earth, and he hit the Earth three times. And for me, that that's where the story really gets, like, uh, like, is he gonna do it? I didn't think they were gonna do it, because I kind of feel like they usually stop in most... And I always wonder why they never do that and they never show what actually ha- would happen like deep impact and armageddon kind of like tiptoed around the idea uh but it actually hits and i think marco marco to me he's portrayed as the villain but i don't i don't really see him as a villain i, I think they then they kind of try to label him a terrorist similar to like a bin laden or you know because he's part of the faction, but it was an interesting. There's an interesting dynamic going on between him and, and the Bell, because he's between him and the Bell and Mars. There's an interesting dynamic in the fact that the Bell 
is is while there there is no I don't think there's much racism or anything going on. Uh, in what at this point in human humanity, there's a bit of classism. There's a bit of um, what I want to call like. There's a bit of classism. I don't know if it's classism or it's a wealth thing. But the belt is kind of seen like like a third world country. Kind of like, like that. The, the belt, it, it's really great it's portrayed because you can look at it several different ways. You got it to where the belt is kind of like poor. And they do poor things like they sell what little they have for themselves and they sell it off for little in return you know just so that they can keep going like so you get the kind of like like I kind of feel like when they were selling the ice that that represents like or the water the the to Mars and whoever that was kind of like the diamond trade we have here in the United States like one little faction was able to sell and make a little bit of profit um, and just live. But that's like the diamond trade that goes on in Africa. We go in and we, we plunder and we never really learned. We still haven't learned as humanity how to get past something like that. Uh, there's always this kind of like beneficial or this capitalistic view of things. Uh, so you got, you got that set into Marcos. Like, is he... The third world country is he like opposed to capitalism is he some sort of communist um but then he also got layered layered into it they referred to him as a terrorist and you kind of see that too um you know he did he did chuck three asteroids using all the technology he could muster up he hatched this plan a diabolical it's a diabolical plan i mean no two ways around it. When you chuck three asteroids at the Earth and you fucking wipe out, at mi- I want to say at minimum he wiped out at least like 10 million people in one and one basically in one afternoon. Uh, you know, and they they put him they pretty much put him on that pedestal of being like a Bin Laden, of being like a Hitler, of being one of these people that you kind but. You know, one of these people that are like the all-time villains, like, you know. And and I get I get that they, they, they layered that into him as well. But they also layered in to me. They also layered in um, that he's not Marco himself. He's not as tattooed. I don't know. They haven't shown in any of his tattoos, uh, and they haven't really shown. They've, they've had, but they haven't got into any of his backstory yet. There's just a lot of hearsay in, in who say, and I don't really know if they're gonna get into his backstory, um, of how he, you know, became who he became. But you also learned that they that they felt the belt was just they the the inner. Mars and Earth, 
they didn't have any respect for the belt. Uh, even though the colonies that were there, uh, they just they just did not respect it. So you got that layered into that. They didn't. They turned a blind eye. So this is kind of like the situations you get, like in, like for example, Puerto Rico a couple years back. They got decimated by a hurricane, and Trump was over there shooting uh, jump shots, paper towel rolls, and the people are literally like dying. And like they just, it just comes off. So, so you got that, like they layered into Marcos, like probably four, five, six, seven different things into him into one character. And it's just, it's just an interesting dynamic because you've got, they show most of the Earth people being rich, elite, and then you have the complete exact, op- the polar opposite of, of a figure in Marco, Marco Naros, and then he did the most, he leveled the playing field, so then he, sw- that's, again, like, he, they layered another, di- he leveled the playing field. And, and rightfully so. I, I, I kind of on, on the side of Marcos. Uh, the belt was thinking too small when they were trying to gain power with working with the with Mars and with Earth, you know, in trade. They were thinking too small. It was ne- it was never going to happen. Uh, I, I don't know how you guys feel about slavery, but this is border borderline with slavery. What they had the belt doing and you know if you're a slave it, there, there's no how long was it, is it going to take for somebody to wise up and say hey you know what this is wrong it, uh, slavery is still going on in the United States uh, you just ask any African American person how they feel about police uh, ask them how they feel about uh, going to colleges expensive colleges or getting, getting grant and then it's just you know, at politics as well. Like they barely had one black president. Like, and how how long is it going to be for, until there's another one? The problems are still deep rooted, and you know, Marcos stood up, did what he had to do, and he leveled the playing field. I mean, it just you just have to. I mean, I know Martin Luther King and so on and so forth. You know, tried peacefully, but does it really work? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, nothing is achieved unless you fucking put pedal to the metal and you put gas to, you know, you put you put the pedal to the metal, you put the gas pedal to the floor. Like, there's there's no two ways about it. Like, so when he leveled the playing field, I kind of felt, and when he gave his speech mid, mid-season, I kind of felt, I was like, you know what, he's, he's right. Uh, and he did a, a phenomenal job. I think uniting the entire belt, and and it's too late. I think it's too late. Um, he tried destroying the Rastanate. You know that was kind of his goal. But but I, you see the Ross. I think the Rastanate is acting as an independent sort of justice. Like they're kind of like. And what it's seeing is not because they're not, they don't fly under the Mars banner. They don't fly under Earth banner or the Belt banner. And they have a collection of all of them. Uh, the thing about the Ross, they're acting as like mercenaries kind of for hire. 
in the war that is now going to happen between the belt and her, you know, is going to ramp up, I think, in season six. But basically, you know, the problem is the Rasenate, because they don't fly for any, they can be easily targeted by anybody. Earth, Earth might turn their back on Rasenate at one point or another. So can Mars and so can the, the belt. The belt already does. They want them out of the picture. And I think they want them out of the picture because they don't have no jurisdiction. They don't have, they're not playing by any of the rules. Similar to Marcos, James Holden is the anti, is the anti Marco Inaros in, in the fact that he's trying to keep people alive. He's trying to do things the right way. And seemingly at every turn, the Rossignate is everywhere they go, people are dying around them. And and James Holden know has some idea of the proto molecule, but I don't think he does completely. I think he's kind of like he's gonna end up being on the side of the proto molecule, and I think Marco's gonna end up being on the side of the destroyers. James Holden doesn't understand the proto molecule, but they they there's already hinted at it in season four that there was some sort of builders and then there were some sort of destroyers. Uh, and now it looks like that's what we're going to get season six, but I think Mark was going to end up taking the side of the destroyers and try to wipe out Earth, Mars, Luna, and so on and so forth and liberate. And he's and they're right. I mean, Earth for as long as for as great as it was, I mean, they still had they still hadn't fixed over thousands of years, the problems that we're facing today. So, and I think Marcos is dead right on most of the stuff he's talking about. Um, Got to level the playing field, man. And, and that's the season five. It, it was good, man. They they end up killing Alex. Uh, they say he had died of a heart attack, but I read that he was in tro- a lot of hot water for sexual misconduct behind the scenes, which is whatever. I mean. But he's off the team, so now it's just James, Amos, Naomi, Draper, and the Secretary General, which is the old Secretary General. I don't know her name, Krista or whatever her name is. They're kind of like a team. And they're going to try to go after Marco Naros. But Marco, I think, has an ace up his sleeve as well. He's got Naomi's son. And even if Marcos dies, I think Naomi's son is going to take up the belt banner and and free the belt. Now that that's just to me that's priority. Uh, there's no I don't care how they're going to try to justify what James Holden and company is doing, but the belt is right in doing what they're doing. Um, there's no two ways about it. After all the the things that the Earth, Earth and Mars have done to them, I would serve them right. To unify themselves, the belt, and they finally, I think they finally are unified. Uh, I know there was a lot of different factions, the OPA and, and so on and so forth, Fred Johnson's people, Tycho. Uh, but Marco's pretty much unified them in mass. And there might be a couple of rogue agents like Drummer and a couple of, you know, Naomi or a couple of rogue entities out there, but there's, you know, and Earth Attack. Ballast station, 
Palace Station, and I think that was a mistake. Not only was that a, a big, a, that was a huge mistake. Uh, and I kind of see that that's the, the dilemmas that we face nowadays in, in real life war. You know, if you go and bomb the Middle East, well, you, you, the politics over there, you could possibly unify all the terrorists, you could possibly strengthen one, one and weaken the other. You know, it is just what it is, man. I mean, but the earth was dead wrong in, in the doing in retaliating after all the lives that they have ran over and and killed and, and indirectly as well. Like during the slavery, I mean, they're, they're, they brought up a lot of infaction and fighting, and there's a lot of you know, there's just not a lot of good ways to look at what they've done to the belt. So. Season six, I mean, they say it might come out late this year, so we'll see what happens. I can't wait. Uh, supposedly, that might be the last season, uh, but they got a lot of explaining to do about these aliens that are just lurking in the background. They've been they've been there now for like three seasons, and they haven't really pushed the boundary of that. But hopefully, they will. Uh, but that's it about the, the expanse. I'm gonna get I'm gonna wrap this uh, episode up when I get off work, and. Uh, I'll catch you guys in a moment. Hang tight. Okay, so I'm back. I'm back. So let me wrap this episode up. So watch the fucking Expanse. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I- I'm kind of upset that they're talking about season six being the last season to make because it just hasn't gained national, like, traction. I guess it has something to do with the ratings. Um, whatever. You know, everything's ratings-based, but... Uh, it's a good, it's a phenomenal show. I mean, if season six, I hope they wrap it up. I hope they don't leave it on a cliffhanger. I hope we get some sort of definitive end. Uh, I hope Marco Inaro's reign supreme. Uh, James Holden and his Rod Sinate, I mean, power to them for trying to unite. But, you know, I, I hope they don't accomplish their goal in setting back the bell. Because I kind of side with what the bell is doing. Um... But yeah, I mean, season five was a blast. I mean, like I said, it, it, the first five episodes were just like a continuation of season four. Like Mars are in the belt, are in cahoots, and they just chuck a rock. They chuck rocks at Earth. They strike. They strike in Earth. Um, the long-awaited war kicks off there, and then they kind of wrap up and lead you to a golden nugget of. What's supposed to happen in season six? And the proto molecule, and the the proto molecules are the builders, and there's the other alien race that is out to destroy them. Uh, and I I don't they don't say whose ships turned on, but <clears throat> there's some big ass ships floating around in space, and I think Mars is well aware of things of what's gonna happen. They know something. So James Holden said they probably know something that they don't know. Uh, and the pieces are falling in the line. I mean, I just... It, it, season 6 is shaking out to be an all-out war. It can't can't get any better of a cliffhanger than what Season 5 left, left it at. So, I I, I love The Expanse. Um, go watch it. But as I say, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I want to just talk a little bit about, before I dip out, about my future of podcasting and stuff. Not that I'm going to not do it anymore or anything like that, but 
I kind of want to go like a little bit more professional. I don't know if I want to actually spend money into doing it. Um, and that's the whole thing. And a lot of people telling me to put my podcast on YouTube, to sit in front of a camera and talk on here and then talk on front of YouTube for an hour. And I'd like to, but that requires me, A, getting a computer, B, um, really sitting down and, like, itemizing the top topics that I just space out, you know, in, like, fuck, I don't know this person's name. Like, I was doing in the tax collector. I still haven't, I mean, I guess I could look it up now. Let's see, let's see, before, before I, uh... I could, but I can't do because I like I like doing this uh, while I'm driving. Okay, his name. Yeah, his name is David. The actor's name is David. Shia LaBeouf is Creeper. George Lopez is Uncle Lewis. You got Conejo. Uh, Venom is Brian Ortega. Yeah, you know what? He is in. He is the MMA dude, but he's just in there slightly. Uh, Where's Wizard? Wizard's another me, a big actor too, but he's only in there. That the guy that plays Hector, his name is Noel. He's he goes by the name of Snoopy, but for all intents and purposes, he's Hector. Uh, they don't say who Wizard is, but I know that guy's. Uh, you would recognize him too, but he's only in. Jimmy Smith is plays the Wizard. You, you would recognize him from a bunch of other stuff. But anyways, yeah, that guy's name is David in the tax collector. But you see, I, I was thinking, um, okay, like, I would like to do podcasting a little bit more pro, but, I mean, it's just a, it's going to require an investment. And I may end up, I may end up getting some of the equipment for other things. Like, I, I need a computer. But I got I got several things on my mind, business wise, before I get to buying like an Apple computer and a desk, you know, having a little office, you know, wrap up some of my uh, more of the the hard what do you call it? Like that's software stuff. Those are soft details like helping with the paperwork and filing things and and emails and that end. But on the on the physical side of what I need for my business is more equipment. Finishing. I'm almost finished with my dump truck, by the way. If anybody's been, and I'm not almost finished. I'm like, I'm trying to finish. Um, hopefully this week or next, like everything, everything, like that's front, front to back, top to bottom, done, just done. Like it already is done, but I mean, but there's still some other things on the business side that I need to wrap, wrap up and wrangle up. It's gonna cost not as much money as my truck. So this year I plan on stashing away some money. Obviously I gotta worry about taxes late late year. But um, what I wanted to say was that yeah I may get a computer and and a desk and stuff. Maybe after another year goes by, because I'm still trying to buy a house. So you know. Every thousand dollars you spend somewhere else is a thousand dollars takes away. It's actually a two thousand dollar swing that I spent a thousand here, but I need a thousand for my house. I need actually it's a two thousand dollar maneuver 
which is what not a lot of people see. A lot of people don't see that. They're like, oh, well, this costs 500 bucks. Yeah, but it co- it's taking $500 from somewhere else. So in reality, if you spend $500 on, let's say, a vacation, you're actually realistically spending 1000 because you could have put the $500 towards bills or you could have gone to work and made those couple hundred bucks. Uh, it's just a thousand dollars overall. Like, it's just that's just the way it goes. But I, I like to. So I, with that, with that said, I'm maybe I will start. I have a personal YouTube that I've used to upload just stuff on Snapchat pictures. Uh, I'd like to get back to doing it, and I would like to do the podcast on YouTube. I'd like to if I get a computer and I'm able to sit down and do it. I like to talk about the shit that I'm doing, have guests. Guests are an issue for podcasting because nobody, I think a lot of people don't see podcasting as a thing. I like it because it's easier to do. So it's a lot easier than doing the podcast professionally and having it on YouTube and, and doing all that shit. Those are people I feel like that have computer jobs already. Or they sit down and crunch numbers all day, and or they're game, they're pro gamers, and they just have the camera on them. Like I, I work all day doing construction. I don't, I don't have the luxury of doing that. Um, but I feel like I have a lot better, a lot more stuff to talk about than a lot of these other uh, people out there. So I, mean, I, I was just thinking, I was just thinking that like, I kind of want to go pro with it. But, I mean, I'm not willing to shell out the money right this second. And that has a lot to do with I'm going to continue talking just to my phone. Um, and through this method on Anchor because it's just easier to do. Um, but at the same time, I'd like to do... I mean, I would like to monetize it as well because I get... I already have, like, right around 8,000 listens. Uh, my new episodes get, like, two or three or four listens up front. And then as a month or two or three or four goes by, I don't know, sometimes they get up to, like, 50 or 100. I don't understand how that works. Maybe somebody's listening to it over and over or just somebody out there is like, yo, I don't know how that works. Uh, but I figure if I just keep chipping away at it, maybe by the time I'm 50... And I've had, I would have outlasted every motherfucker. Uh, and I'd be the last one still podcasting or last one. I mean, it, to me, it's 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 just a hobby I'm doing right now. But I'm not doing it to, like, try to pump, 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 pump. Like, you know, like, I'm just doing it just for the fuck of it. But I figure if I keep chipping away at it, keep doing it, eventually something's going to click. And this could be something, like, that's just the way, that's how I do everything. I just try and try and try until something happens. Like, I still plan on making clothes. I got to dab them into that eventually. Um, and then I, I, I don't know. That's like, I feel like when I'm 50 or 60 and I'm not doing construction no more, hopefully this would have taken off slightly. And maybe I can garner, you know, thousand dollars a month or whatever off of listens or revenue from it and that way I could just could use like a couple of months of that to invest in some better equipment to roll the ball more and more and then just you know 
if I can make like a thousand or two thousand bucks a month or or eight hundred dollars or even five hundred dollars, I mean that would be cool too. Uh, but yeah, so I figured that's what that's what it's gonna go in the future for this. Um, but I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I've kind I've been thinking about it like, damn, I really should get a computer and at the same time do this in front of a computer and just sit down and talk about it on like a Sunday. So switch up during, have it during a Sunday, uh, Sunday episodes instead of it being like during the week episodes, which I don't really know if those really have anything to do with it, if that has anything to do with anything, because I, I feel like people watch that shit or listen to this shit at their own leisure. Uh, so it doesn't really matter just as long as you get that out there. And the more people know that you do it, I guess they, they listen. Like, I have some people that religiously listen. They tell me, like, hey, I was, heard your episode here or that. And I'm like, oh, damn, like, I forgot I did that. <laughs> but you know what? Um, like I said, I mean, there's a lot. Of, I go I cover a lot of topics, everything from Netflix shows, movies, sports, fucking. It's every, anything that I'm music. I haven't done the music. I should. Not since Bad Bunny's album have I done a music episode, but I kind of want to discuss. Uh, uh, there's a good, there's a lot of heavy metal albums I've been listening to, like Hate Breed. Uh, I, but I think I touched on it a little bit. Um, but there's uh, some other albums out there that I was like completely blown away. And I'm like, what the fuck? I should review it. But as it goes, I mean, but the, you know what? Music, and I got to go back just before I end this, the coronavirus really fucked music, and I don't know how you guys feel about the coronavirus. Anyways, I got I got cut off with the phone call there, so I forgot even what I was mentioning last, but I'm going to wrap this up here in the next minute or so. Uh, yeah, so the future of podcasting for me, hopefully I can get it done on a computer, switch to a Sunday type of affair, and uh, you know, do it but in front of a computer. Um, but yeah, so like I said, the tax collector too, man, go watch that motherfucker. Uh, the, yeah, the next episode, oh, you know what? I think I was talking about reviewing music, so I don't know what the next episode is going to be about because I've, maybe I'll review JoJo's, uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Uh, cause I thought, I thought that was really good. You know, everybody was hyping up JoJo's and I just didn't get around to watching it. And now I watched it and I could see why it was really good. So that may be next episode. Um, it's really up in the air. I don't know what I'm going to do as far as the episode next week goes. Because there's nothing major happening yet. Unless maybe if the Godzilla trailer drops. That, that second one. I know they teased, they teased the second one. But they need to drop an official second trailer. Like to show different footage. Uh, so yeah, like, we'll see. We'll see. I'll see what happens. Maybe I'll review an album, talk about an album, talk about two albums, you know, something, something along those lines. But that's it for this episode, man. This one ran kind of long, but, and then a, a lot of choppiness to it, but whatever. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. I'm out.